Hey everyone, it's Bernie from Burn Appetit and the Three Beers in a Mic Extended Universe, and I'm here to talk to you about something that is not only delicious, but also makes an impact. Thrive Coffee is a non-profit craft coffee roaster based out of Richmond, Virginia, who uses coffee to create careers and training opportunities for individuals with disabilities. In just three bags sold pays for one hour work for their differently abled employees. So it sounds like a Brazilian good reasons to check out their website at drinkthrive.org. And as an added bonus, Drink Thrive is giving our listeners a special promo code that gives you 15% off your first order. Just head over to drinkthrive.org and enter three beers at checkout. Again, that's drinkthrive.org, promo code three beers. Let's support this great cause. This is the Three Bam Podcast. You can do the intro if you want. This is the Three Bam Podcast. Oh, do it again. Sorry. This is Three Beers and a Mic. Estamos haciendo el Tres Bam Podcast. This is Three Bam Podcast. This is Three Bam Podcast. This is the Three Bam Podcast. This is the Three Bam Podcast. Three Bam Podcast. This is a three beers and a mic. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Three Beers and a Mic podcast. We are recording a week later. Uh, a little bonus episode for y'all. And uh, we wanted to get back together um, to talk about Shang-Chi's release over the weekend. It uh, just uh, had its four-day run through Labor Day, so we're going to be discussing that as well. And we wanted to kind of give you guys our thoughts. Also, how this is going to impact the movie industry in general um, and a couple little other tidbits for the week. So it's not going to be a super long episode, but we wanted to get our reviews out there and our thoughts about uh, this newest uh, Marvel movie. We wanted to get it in with all the other geek podcasts. Yeah, I mean, that's (laughs) all they're doing this week, for sure. Uh, So... Please follow us on Cross the Streams Media. Um, we've talked about that many times before. There's so many different podcasts that have partnered with us um, that you can go and take a listen to to see if it's something that you've never listened to before. Find a topic that you find interesting and just try something new. And uh, Facebook, Three Beers and a Mic. Twitter, Three Beers and a Mic. Instagram, Three Beers and a Mic. You guys know the drill by now. Hey, uh, who do we got this week? Uh, Dwayne, say what's up. What's up? Bernie, what's going on? Hello, nurse. <laughs> Good. We did say that we were going to make some catchphrases, but hello, that's nurse. From Animani- it's from yeah, Animaniacs. Animaniacs yeah. Can we just steal other <laughs> shows' catchphrases? Why not? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Who okay. cares? All right, that's fair. Uh, Adam couldn't be with us, unfortunately. He has to work really early tomorrow. So he gave us his review of the movie, and uh, I'll give you a heads up on what he thought. It's pretty good. I liked it. That's basically what he would have said. (laughs) I liked it. (laughs) So there you go. We miss you, Adam. uh, And we'll, we'll give you his score at the sort of the end of the, at the end of the show. So let's get into it. We're going to do what we're drinking. Dwayne, what do you got? I have three yinglings today. Good for you. That's fantastic. By the way, the grocery store prices are way better than liquor store prices on the beer. I don't know. It's like night and day. You are correct. <laughs> you are correct. Like I think I think a twelve pack at the liquor store was like fifteen, fourteen, fifteen dollars. It was like 
twelve dollars at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. For it's crazy. For a six pack, you said? Or a twelve pack. Twelve pack. Uh, I was gonna say. Pack, yeah. Ooh, buddy. No, are... But the six pack's like eight bucks at the grocery store. <laughs> Which is weird. Do people still buy I mean, unless it's like a premium beer, but if you go to the store and buy your Coors Light or Bud Light, do you do you buy a six pack? Maybe if you like go buy somebody's house. Six pack? I Maybe. did for this episode. You bought a six pack of like Bud Light. Uh, no spoilers. Okay, but. I just I just always figured if it was you know the premium beers like your double IPAs or your barrel bourbon stouts or whatever, yeah, six pack is fine. But I just figured for all those Coronas and Miller Lights, you just pick up the twelve. But hey, maybe that's just me. So now I'm curious, uh, Bernie, what do you have? Well, as we were waiting for you to come home from uh, your employment. I was drinking some Knob Creek Single Barrel. Ah, oh, nice. But the beer for the show, I also went with Yingling Dwayne. Wow. But Ooh. I got their Oktoberfest. Whoa. Damn I it. I haven't seen that. <laughs> they're probably not. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you guys are getting that, in, they, getting that in Texas. They brew, they're brewing Yingling here. They're not importing it. Oh. Transporting it. Oh, okay. Did they open their own, or did they? No, take over another through one? Uh, Miller. They're doing it. Mm. It's not Miller. It's whatever that. Sab Miller, yeah, or Molson Coors, or whatever they call themselves now. Yeah. Yingling Oktoberfest, man, I'm jealous. It's pretty good. Man. I've never had it before. What style do they use? Marzen or Marzen? That's the best. Oh, that's awesome. It's it's really good, actually. I've never had it before, but um, it, it's it's like pollen are good. I'm jealous. I got to see if they have that here. I don't think they do. I would have noticed it. But. Oh man, that's good. That's a great. That is a great Oktoberfest. Oh, I've had a lot of really shitty Oktoberfest beers lately, and I don't know why. Like the the Founders Oktoberfest that I had on the show before with the really cool looking um, like German can. I remember that one. Awful. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> Did you finish them though? Yeah, well yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. And I got my pants on, do I? <laughs> I had one at Mellow Mushroom the other day. I don't know it was called Mr. Oktoberfest. I don't know who made it. I couldn't read the board from that far away, but it was pretty good. All right. Did you need a little light? Did you need to shine a light on it so you can read it? No, I was on the other side of the, the restaurant. Even mm-hmm. Chloe couldn't read it, so I knew it wasn't just me. Why don't you walk over there and look? Because I'm fucking old and lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably Google look it. it up. I could probably just look up Mr. Oktoberfest. And... Well, you do that while Rami tells us what he's drinking. Uh, so uh, we, we had a wine episode once before, but... Um, I don't think we I've had wine on the podcast since then, but I just I felt like a good like red table wine. So I picked this up at the grocery store by Eola Hills. It's just called American Red. And uh it's kind of the you know, red, white, and blue sort of motif, American flag. It's just a red blend. Yeah, it's actually really good. Um, and that's what I'm drinking. I didn't feel like beer. Uh, it was Labor Day over the weekend. I had a bunch of fantasy football drafts. And I was drinking beer the whole time. So I was like, you know, tonight going to go classy. And I like it. It's not bad. 
All right, Dwayne, are you ready for the options? It's either, and this it's is Texas probably the most Leaguer. likely. It's Texas, Leaguer. Texas Leaguer. There's also an Icarus Brewing that has uh, Mr. Oktoberfest. Yeah. And there's a Broken Bat Brewing um, that also has a Mr. Oktoberfest. There's, there's also a costume if you need it to. <laughs> Don't put beer in there. Just put Mr. Oktoberfest. <laughs> Okay. Does your dick hang out or something? (laughs) It's just Lederhosen with the hat and stuff. Oh, man. It's good stuff. All right. So um, we'll, uh, we're going to save our thoughts and our kind of our, uh, you know, summary of Shang-Chi towards the end of uh, the podcast. And then we're going to be doing a top three this week brought to us uh, by someone very special. But first, though, we want to talk about something that we ended our show on, I believe, last week, which was our estimates of what we believe the movie will gross on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, also including Thursday previews uh, scale. We did not include Labor Day for Monday. We wanted just to do the standard three-day weekend. And uh, I Did think you want we, me to go over the numbers? Yeah, let's remind the audience what we guessed, and then we'll reveal <laughs> how much it made. Why are you so happy about this, Dwayne? Yeah, it's a mystery. Bernie had 62. Adam had 67. I had 75. And Rami had 55. I lost very bad. Uh, I'm the the loser. That's awful. I I remember seeing uh, before we made our guesses that the estimates were about 60 million. So I, I went just a tad under that just to kind of play it safe. And uh, it ended up actually, it's three-day run. What was the final total? 79? I think it was 74.5 or something like that. Okay. So Dwayne, like, hit it on the head. I mean, that Bravo, what a what a great guess. You you nailed it, man. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. Oh, um, well, so, come on. I mean, Black Widow did almost 80. I knew this had to be close to it but i mean i think that what i said was my rationale is that this character isn't as known and i just figured that more people would turn but out this is the first Black also the, it's the first big marvel movie of the new <clears throat> phase so and people yeah. have been like black widow wasn't like man eh, like who, who cares the word about for this is a lot better than black widow too though yes yeah the 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 previews and the movie reviews that were coming out ahead of time, we always kind of make jokes that these special previews that these uh, uh, columnists and uh, YouTuber bloggers and you know TikTokers get to go see. Every time they go see any movie at any point, it's always the best they've ever seen. Yeah, they're and, shills and their opinions are so worthless. It's absurd. Yeah, and and they 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 say something good about the film. They get invited back for another sneak preview, so that they can go and type their 120 word response on Twitter to their 10,000 followers and get the word out for people to go see the film. And it's just really hard for those previews to be shown uh, again to these bloggers and for someone to say something bad. That just doesn't. I will never forget reading several of these idiots. After they saw Rise of Skywalker, yeah. saying they cried, yeah, during the movie because they were so moved by it. I mean, <laughs> how fucking insane is that? How fake? I thought you were yeah. gonna say fake. 
I, well, yeah, I, insanely fake and so full of fucking shit. That movie was garbage. I, I told y'all. Nobody it, cried during that movie. Nobody. No, I, I told y'all that the guy behind me uh, at the end of Rise of Skywalker, when the old lady asked Ray, well, what's your name? Like, he just knew what Ray was going to say. And he said, don't say it. Please, God. <laughs> anything. I got up anything. and left. As soon as she said that, yeah. and the, the credits hit, I whoop, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, is she, she going to say Skywalker? And then Luke and Leia kind of appeared in the distance. I'm like, oh, that's no good. So, yeah. So bad. Yeah, he was I very. Cried. Oh, I was so moved. Yeah. So, but you know, then the critics actually started releasing their reviews, and it got very good buzz, uh, very good reviews, pretty much across the board. I didn't see really anyone who didn't like it. Uh, so we're gonna, you know, say that for the end. But uh, here's why we brought up the numbers at the beginning of the of the podcast because this was an overwhelming success. Uh, I feel. And I think the studios felt that way as well. This was going to kind of be a benchmark in this market for sure. Going for yeah, absolutely. For a new character, come on. Yeah, new character debut film during COVID when numbers are still increasing, uh, people still kind of sketchy about going to the theater, and and if for it to make seventy five to seventy nine million in its three day total, not even us including the Labor Day, you know, total uh, with an eight million preview night. That means that people are willing to go to the movies to see something of quality and something that they're excited about. And uh, what happened was a lot of these studios took notice. And one of the first things that you heard about after Labor Day ended was that Sony came in and moved up the Venom 2 release forward by two weeks. So we're going to be seeing Venom 2 on October 1st. That's 22 days from now. Now Didn't, wait, Venom was in this slot before, yeah. wasn't it? It it no, gave away. Uh, no, Ghostbusters was in this slot, right? Isn't that what it? There I was a Venom was a Venom, and Venom it, moved to Ghostbusters. Now there was a big movie. They moved the Venom slot. to next year. I mean, originally Venom was supposed to be Labor Day of this year, and then they moved it back. Then they moved it back, and then they moved it back, and then they moved it forward. <laughs> but they gave up this spot. Thinking that the movie would suffer, no one wants to see. I mean, Venom's not going to pull seventy-four million its opening weekend, but yeah, for them to see um, Shang Chi pull these numbers and they moved out of the slot, it's just like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, it broke the Labor Day record. But didn't they uh, move Venom to next year? No, that was no. a rumor. That was a rumor. I thought oh. that too, uh, where they said they moved it to January of next year, and it's been like that was four weeks. Yeah, that was a rumor. So. Uh, they actually still were going to do like October the 15th. And then now they saw this this money coming in for this Labor Day weekend, which is, I mean, it broke all, all the records. I mean, usually big releases during Labor Day, people are doing other stuff, right? They're, they're seeing their yeah. family right before they go to school or they're already in school or they're taking they, their last vacation. On vacation. Yeah. yeah. You know. Labor Day is a weekend for movies to die. <laughs> yes. You, you don't put big movies at Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. But Disney was, you know, they they said, you know what? We can we can do something with this. Three, you know, four day, uh, three day weekend. Uh, people want to, I think they want to go back to the movies. They just need something to get them out of their house. And this was it. 
And, uh, and people great. aren't traveling as much right now. No, mean, come on. No, 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 no. Yeah, and so it was a it was a really smart move, and you know Venom Two took notice. They're going to be moving their their show their movie back up to October first, and uh, I think that's that's fine. I'm, like I said, we saw the second Venom trailer and thought it was way better than the first, and I'm intrigued. I still think it's yeah, going to be. I'm intrigued. Shit. <laughs> so did you guys did you guys get to see the Spider Man No Way Home trailer? During Shang-Chi. No, I was surprised. They didn't show it again. Nope. Okay. So I saw Eternals. They did. They showed both and they showed both in mine. I actually went to the IMAX showing. And one thing I noticed during the IMAX showing was that the aspect ratio from the top of the screen to the bottom was larger, which is something everybody knows. So one of the Murdoch. Yeah. One of the things that people thought uh, during the police interrogation scene of Peter Parker was the guy in the white shirt that slams his de- his hands on the desk was Daredevil. But in this increased aspect ratio, it's not him. It's that same police chief who was grilling him before. He just took his jacket off. <laughs> so you could see it's clearly a balding guy with a goatee, and it's not, it's not Daredevil. So um, – what was funny is that Charlie Cox was interviewed before I saw this trailer and he was asked point blank, are you in the new Spider-Man movie? And he was, you know, playing coy about it. You guys might've seen this. He was playing, playing coy about it. He's like, look, I'm not going to tell you either way because I don't want to spoil anything. And that's just the way it's going to be. We're going to find out together, me and you, we're going to find out together if I'm in this film or not. I bet he's not. Yeah. I bet he's in She-Hulk. That would be a good place to insert him. Yeah, yeah, because I'm sure there's. I mean, so- that's I'm, that's kind of his level. Like he, I mean, Daredevil is basically a TV show, right? Or a series. So if, he'd, he would work well in a series. If the rumors are true, and they're doing the Sinister Six, and they're doing this multiverse of madness, and we don't Wanda need Daredevil and all this too. shit. He just to add lost, Daredevil right? inside of this would be so like wasteful. You know what I mean? I think it, it'll be. I think his lawyer will be She-Hulk, and, yeah, and with the other Spider-Mans too. Like Daredevil, like it would be like a little blip on the news page. Like, oh yeah, and Daredevil's in this. It would, like, lose all impact. And do we think that the general movie audience who goes and sees Endgame or no. Infinity War, do they even know that the Netflix Daredevil is no. this guy? Like the general no. person? No, I don't think they watch those shows. I think so, there's, a, there's yeah. probably a handful. Like, there's some, you know, if they're if they like the Marvel stuff and they see it on Netflix, they'd probably watch it. But I think the majority some, know. Yeah, but the gen, I think the general audience who just goes and wants to see a big spectacular film. Oh, I heard that, you know, Tobey Maguire might be in this film. Let's go check that out. And they're not gonna know. So yeah, the aspect ratio was increased. Uh, apparently, Bernie has already heard this, or maybe there was a clip running around on the internet. No, I yeah. read, I read it online. Yeah. Yeah, it's the police chief, and I and I, I was looking for that, and as soon as that image, I was like, oh, that's not him. I was like, oh, all right. So yeah, that was that was kind of interesting. But but here's what's good is that we know now. I can say for sure, Eternals will be released in November. Spider Man, no way. It's like uh, beginning of November, right? Like the fifth or something. Yeah, Spider Man, uh, no way home will be released. You know, at Christmas time, they're not going to delay it. No pushbacks. And I think that that Shang-Chi showed them 
we can do this. And people want to go to the movies and uh, there's going to be a place for movies when just a few months ago we thought, man, what if just everything is streaming at home? Now, you know? I will say I went to a 6.30 Friday show. Okay. Like I pulled almost all the way up to the door and parked. Like <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. My theater wasn't that full. But when we left, the parking lot was full. So then you may have gotten there right before the the later movie crowd. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my theater Mine wasn't very full. Yeah, we we went and saw it Thursday night at ten thirty. We went to a really late show. Uh, we it was about I would say sixty percent full. Uh, there was still plenty of seats, but I'd say a good sixty percent. So it was cra- more crowded than I thought it'd be for such a late show. Oh, but man, uh, mine was like. 30% maybe, and I was in Primo Thursday, 7.30. Okay. okay, fair enough. It's just, it's really nice being back at the movies. Now that I see that there's going to be a place for the film, the HBO Max deals that they made with Warner Brothers are only running through this year, then all of that stuff reverts back to the theaters. Because I, I didn't want theaters to go away, and I, for a while I was kind of scared, but it, it seems like we're going to we're going to be all right. Yeah. Where do you guys sit in the theater? Do you have a spot that you always look for now that you can do? You, I mean, I assume you guys go to theaters where you pick your seat, right? Yeah. Yes. I don't think there's any theaters that you don't anymore. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if there are, I haven't. Unless you go to those like do. dollar theaters, maybe. Correct. Correct. So what, what, what's your spot? Mine's like, uh, like if you walk in, maybe not, not the back row, not the, like when you walk in that row. But like, kind of in the in the middle there somewhere. I uh, I sit the second row from the back, on the on the side of like on the aisle, on the right or the left where I can have easy access to the aisle. To pee? Why? To pee to refill my drink and popcorn, um, and I don't like doing the excuse me, excuse me, sideways shuffle down the. Oh, you just stick your ass right in their face. Yeah. Excuse me. So I know people like to sit right there in the middle, you know, uh, you know, three or four rows from the back, right there in the center. Those are always the seats that fill up. I like sitting on the aisle, second row from the back. I like third row from the screen. Right so in the front crazy. of the theater, baby. That's so crazy. You're the you only one I've ever heard who says said that. Exactly. Nobody yeah. fucking sits anywhere near me. I don't have to hear people chewing on shit. I don't have to hear people's side conversations. I don't have to worry about running into people if I have to go pee. You don't have I to have re- hear whole... me reading the subtitles to Chloe. I have the whole <laughs> bottom of the movie theater to myself, every movie, in a recliner. It doesn't bother me to look slightly up as I'm laying completely back with my head on a leather couch. Like It's like it's perfect. Pro tip for you listeners. No, yeah. we sit in row three or four right, what was by it? yourself. Second Wolverine and... movie that we decided like last minute to go. We were like, we were like second row or something. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, the Wolverine, which was the second one where, uh, and we were like, yeah, it was, it was, and it was this movie sucks. But did no, you the... Have the recliners, or were you in a regular theater seat? Uh, I, I think, don't think I don't, I don't think, think they, they reclined. reclined. No, they weren't with the button yeah, that you be can kind of 
Yeah, yeah this is this is good. like a lazy boy where you recline. I know, but you're like still that. so close to the screen that it looks fucked up. No, it doesn't. It's fucking perfect. Trust me. Nah. Yeah, I learned a big lesson because uh, I, I knew that we had decided to go late. I knew it was going to be busy. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> second row. By late, fine. I mean, we were hanging out at the brewery. And we we're like, hey, let's just go see a movie after this. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Trust me. <laughs> that was next bad. movie you want to see doesn't have to be like a popular movie, but next time you're at the theater, pick rows three or four. If you're going to a place with like the real, like legit. Lazy boys. That's the yes. That's the one I go to. You have no one around you. You'll thank me. You're like this is awesome. I had nobody around me where I was sitting. Well, that's a now thing though. I'm talking like <laughs> before COVID. I'd sit there and there would be fucking no one anywhere near me. But okay, even when I, I go to matinee, like early shows, there's I never have anybody around me. I'm gonna. And I think now, especially because people can pick their seats. They're like, oh fuck, somebody's sitting there. I'll just. I'll pick over oh, yeah. here. <laughs> I pick showings based on like I don't want to be I don't want to have anyone within like three rows of me, so I'll, I'll pick a showing that has one where I'm not fucking near anyone. I'm gonna do that for Venom too. That's the next time I'm going to the theater. So that weekend, I will do three rows from the front in the recliners, and middle. I. He said three or four. He said three, three or four. four. I'll I'll check it out. I, I will you have do to be it. middle though. You can't do your weird aisle thing. I won't that do, would be I fucking won't do horrible. Okay, <laughs> that'd be I the won't. worst to sit sit completely to the side. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do the middle three or four rows from the front. Trust All me. All right, I'll the, give, there'll I'll be give fucking no one within five rows of you, and you can just tune everyone out, and it's like you're there in your own private showing. So, do you guys like, know- like me seeing cats? Oh, Bernie, Bernie sometimes sticks his hands down his pants while he's watching. Oh, God. <laughs> I got, I, they actually showed the butthole cut of cat for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, did you guys, uh, do you guys know when Dune comes out? Do you know what, when's the release date? Is it this weekend? No, it's not for, I was surprised how early the reviews came out because it's not for, um, I thought it was mid October. Okay, that's what I thought too. I thought it was at you know it was around when Venom was going to come out. Yeah, the reviews came out really early, and I I was real confused when I saw them. So uh, Dune reviews. Yeah, but you got to remember these movies have been ready for a year, year and a half. October twenty second. Okay, so that's is after Venom two and after the Halloween movie. Two months. (laughs) Yeah, month and a half away. Holy crap. So yeah, um, the Dune premiere happened. Uh, the reviews have started coming out. Oh, they had the premiere. They did. Yes. Like here or like overseas premiere? No, here. Huh. Yeah, I saw, I saw Timothy Chalamet and and you know sometimes uh, it comes Dave, out earlier overseas. Dave Batista and, Zend- and Zendaya was there. All those people. Uh, yeah, so uh, it it came out. Uh, had the premiere. People went and saw it. Um, it's going to be one of the movies that's going to be out on HBO Max, and which is probably where I'm going to watch it. And I mean, visu- visually it looks cool, but the story—I'm not attracted to the story at all from what I've seen. Here's what I know about Dune, and this is from people who have read the book and uh, understand the lore and are big science fiction guys. They tell me that the book sucks. That's exactly what I hear too. They say it is such a hard read where the world is so hard to wrap your head around. It's not like Middle Earth. 
right? Where you're reading Lord of the Rings, you can kind of put yourself in this universe and understand these characters. It's one of those, you know, just nerdy science fiction books that's just a slog to get through. And you're just flipping the pages like, I don't know what the hell is happening. I and, read that there's yeah. like 200 pages of just describing sand throughout oh the book. Oh, God. <laughs> so from the reviews that I read about the movie, because um, I, I mean, I saw the one with Sting back when I was a kid, and I thought that movie was weird. Yeah. So so um, I want to see it. Um, from all the reviews I read, I, I heard that the first two acts are very good, and the third act is not. And that's what has brought down the scores is that they kind of liked the, the differences that they made from the novel and that it was going in a really cool direction. And then it completely changed course and the last 45 minutes to an hour. Well, it's supposed are, to be two parts too. Isn't there two movies? The second part has not been greenlit yet. Oh boy. Yes. <laughs> I, I, just, I just read that. You in make a article. movie like that and you don't have it greenlit. Yeah. The, the, the part two oh, what has a fucking not disaster. been greenlit. We got to yeah. see how well this one does before. Well, that happened with the first Dune too, though, right? That was supposed to be a two-parter, I believe, too. Could have been that I can't confirm, but I, I swear I just read and you know, not one of those fake Twitter articles, but it said that that this this the follow-up or the the second story or the whatever the case may be to this movie has not been greenlit. Oh, that's a disaster! Why would you do that? Yeah, so it's not like it's been filmed already, and they're just going to release another two hours. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, the reviews have been, you know, in the 7 to 7.5 range. You know, we're all going to watch it and give you our thoughts. But, you know, I just. Yeah, that's on HBO Max. That's where I'm watching it. I'm not spending money for that. I I get it. Uh, Yeah, fair enough. All right. So do we want to get into Shang-Chi? We want to do some. Do you want to do your. Um, collected. Uh, oh yes, yes. Stuff first. Okay, so I want to throw this random topic out there real quick. Uh, we don't do a lot of collecting talk like we used to on this show, but we still are, you know, big collectors. Bernie, as we've discussed before, he's got this hardcore, um, you know, obsession with uh, uh, collecting every issue of Fantastic Four from 1965 to 1990. <laughs> He's got all these omnibuses everywhere, and he's got this huge, like, uh, physical library. Even though he's the guy who loves digital stuff, he's the physical library guy and just going all in on omnibus. Yeah, but he, he's he's getting the whole stories. He's not print print media is different than interactive media because your movies, you can your games and stuff because you can like hold it and manipulate the pages, and you know you control. Yeah, I mean, it's history. Uh, a story from 1960 that was, you know, that's how made it was. as a magazine, you know, that's how it should be read and collected. All right. No, I like it, dude. I'm, I was really happy when you went down this road. But like I've said on many podcasts, it's a slippery <laughs> so, slope. Some may call it the rabbit hole. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a slippery how many slope. How you uh, Bernie? Um. From the 10 days that I go on vacation next week, I have six omnibuses that I had to put on hold at the post office. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I told you, man, eight months ago, I'm like, you only had like three at that point. I'm like, hey, man, you're going to be careful. I 
I envision myself <laughs> like to have almost like a full Marvel comic library <laughs> at some point <laughs> if I continue down this path. Oh, that's like, so awesome. There'll be unless, except for like Conan. I will not get uh, any Conan books. <laughs> oh, don't let Adam hear that. Oh, he loves Conan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He does. Not happening. Yeah, so uh, br- bringing up uh, comic books and stuff like that, I I have been saving a lot of eBay listings recently and following a lot of auction sites. And uh, we have a local comic book company here called Deadrock that uh, does a lot of uh, – every Thursday they're auctioning off some of their rare comics. And I've been I've been kind of, you know, uh, uh, following those on Facebook and stuff, and just seeing how much they go for. I'm kind of getting into graded comics, and I'm not gonna be doing the ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollar stuff. But I've just been kind of intrigued. Um, the last Houston Comic Con, Comic Palooza that took place in May, I I just felt myself circling around these booths that had large amounts of graded comics and just kind of looking at them and touching them and, you know, looking up prices, seeing if this was a good deal. I did purchase one. Um, you know, so I, I just, I, I, that's kind of where I go now with eBay. I go see how much the graded comics are going for. I'm looking at key issues. I've been really focused on first appearance of Galactus. Like that's just been gnawing at my brain, uh, that issue for some reason. Guess and, what? Yeah. I have it in print form. I know. I know. And I didn't have to spend four thousand dollars <laughs> on it. And and so that's why I wanted to bring that up real quick before we discuss Shang Chi. Is that uh, is this a fad? You know, graded comics has been around for a while. Um, even when I was in my early twenties, graded comics was a thing. CGC is a property that I don't think is going to go to the wayside. But, you know, are prices going to continue to increase? Um, does that even matter if you're never going to sell them? And what is the allure of someone buying a comic book and not being able to read it? I, and I have never understood it. it at all. Just I have that- a couple, but I also have the actual one. Like one I got at Wizard World with my package deal or whatever I got, right? I got a graded comic. I'm like, all right, this is cool, but like, what's the point? I don't, maybe this to display have, it, but to have museum quality, um, like isolation of a book of history is why people do it. Um, I, I like you, Rami, probably six, seven years ago, went down a rabbit hole of wanting to buy. Um, like first appearances of stuff. Um, so like I bought like the graded comic you bought, Moon Knight number one, nineteen eighty, his yep. first actual comic. Yeah. Um, I bought that for three dollars <laughs> on eBay. <laughs> I bought uh, wow. like I have I have like Nova number one. I have Howard the Duck number one. I have the origin story of Captain America. I have all this stuff. And this was before the market. The market right now is in full speculator bullshit mode. Yeah. And prices are insane. I wouldn't buy anything right now unless you know you got a good deal. Like your comic you bought, The Moon Knight, great deal versus what it was going for online. Yeah. You got it for like 
almost half off of what yeah. it was selling for online. Yeah. See that? Perfect. Do not pay the prices that you see right now. Everyone is speculating on what the next movie might be that's unannounced. Um, and just prices of fucking everything are just insane. Which is why I went into collected editions. Because collected editions, these omnibuses, it's the only hobby where if you pre-order the book, you get it for almost like half off the retail price. So these yeah. all retail for like $125. I'm buying them for $70 if I pre-order them. Yeah. And then like I have next week when these books come, I will have the first 125 issues of Fantastic Four. All of Jack Kirby, Stan Lee's run, plus 20 some other issues. Wow. I have the first appearance of Galactus sitting two feet away from me. Wow. That I can open up and I can read at any point. I don't have to worry about like, you know, getting Messing fingerprints on it or anything. Or and all the art in that book has been remastered too. All the colors have been redone and then they've been touched up. Highest quality coloring that they've done. Yeah, the pictures I, you've been sending us are great. Sixty five bucks for wow. that book that contains like thirty some issues. That book has first appearance of Inhumans. It has first appearance of Black Panther. It has uh, this man, this monster, which is like the best Fantastic Four story ever. Sixty some bucks to have like that little piece of history, like thirty some issues, versus one that Galactus book is going to cost you several thousand dollars. Yeah, it is. It's really, really expensive. It's crazy. For sixty bucks, I have it. I can open yeah. it up whenever the fuck I want. Yeah, but you don't have the original. Yeah, I think I think there I will is- never have the original. That's why, yeah. like, you first you have to admit that yeah. to yourself is I will yeah. never have the original, ever. Not worth the money. Like the amount of comp- amount of these books I could buy that you would spend on one comic. Like I could have runs of all of Spider Man and Fantastic Four for what you spend on one comic. Like I think I stumbled across an eBay listing of the first, you know. Amazing Fantasy number 12 or whatever it is where Spider-Man first appeared. It was a, 15. like 15. Yeah, it was it was graded like 1.8 and it was like $22,000. Yep. And what is a 1.8? What does that even mean? Is it like the pages are falling apart in your yeah, hands? Yeah, it's, it's it's basically destroyed. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was selling for 22 grand. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, good night. I uh, have it. The book I pay, I paid forty dollars for the first ten issues of Spider Man, the first ever ten issues of Spider Man, forty bucks. Wow. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm I'm not going, you know, full fledged into, you know, uh, the, the collector's market of graded comics, but I've just I've been I've been enjoying looking at them. Um, I haven't bought any, but it's just it's cool to see the prices, uh, to see where they I go from say- here. You know. I do know people that only collect comic books for the cover art. Sure. That's what so, that's basically what mine was too. Mine was key issues but focus on um the art of the cover. Right. So like if you if you're just buying it for the cover art, I can see having a CGC. You know, but I didn't get I didn't get them graded though. Well, I, I bought I bought reader copies to hang on the wall and yeah. sun damage them and which, shit. You know what I mean? Which is fine too. Well, yeah, if you're hang, hanging them on the wall, but but th- that's the only thing I could see, like, wanting a CGC is. Or, you know, somebody like Adam has these comic books that he read as a kid or whatever and then goes and has them graded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because yeah. he kept him in good condition all these years. But Adam has a lot of really key issues, and a lot of them are graded and or signed or both, and uh, it's pretty impressive. I own one graded comic, and it is hanging on the wall next to my bar. It's Iron Man issue one twenty eight, Demon in a Bottle. Oh, that's right. I yeah. think I have two. I have an Let's Ultimate see. Spider-Man and uh, Wolverine. And the only reason why I bought it is because I wanted it for my bar. And the price to get the, the graded one versus uh, an ungraded one on eBay was like insignificant. It was like $30 difference to get a 9.2 versus what someone thinks it's graded at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, well, I'll just get the 9.2 and then, you know, and it's in its museum quality like protective case you know with uv backing and like you know, that's awesome. extra 30 bucks for it that's great that's, it. that's that's cheaper than it costs to get it graded isn't it like 59 dollars to get a comic yeah, they, keep, now? they keep raising the price and then yeah. you don't you have to wait like six seven months to get it back sometimes oh. longer yeah sometimes yeah. longer man. people who are sending off because i follow a lot of sports cards uh shows on youtube uh they're year a year yeah to get their cards back right now. No, because uh, I remember when Adam was doing all his stuff, like he'd be like, Hey, I got a CGC in. I'm like, which one is it? He's like, Oh, from like a year ago. I forgot yeah. I even had that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's insane. Like you're like you're saying, people are, you know, and a lot of this is resale, right? You you buy a comic at one point, you wait a year or two, it goes up in value and you resell it for a profit. Um you know, versus someone like me who just wants it because I like to display it, you know, and I would and I would never sell it. There so. are some variants of issue one of Moon Knight that just came out two months ago mm-hmm. that are selling for two hundred dollars already on eBay. Oh my god. Graded? No. Oh geez, come on. For a for a comic that came out a month ago? No. Yeah, because they were limited. You know, they literally did probably like 11 variant covers for issue number one. I know the John Ramita Jr. one, which I think is the worst cover out of all 11, is selling for like $200. Wow. 200 bucks. That's it's, crazy. It's a bubble, man. I, I wouldn't be buying into the bubble. Yeah. Buy collected editions. Each omnibus that I have, when it goes out of print and they no longer make them, will sell for probably... Two to three hundred dollars each. Sure, a I lot pay, of them. I pay sixty to seventy-five dollars for each of them. And if I ever wanted to sell them, I could make, you know, I could flip them if I wanted to. But I want my kids to have these. I want to pass these to my kids, and then someday they pass them to their kids. They have, because who knows? Will books exist whenever my kids have kids? I don't know. Wouldn't that be uh, cool? If books didn't exist, and yeah. my kids' kids, my grandkids. Have the first issue of Spider-Man in their hands to read. Sure. Absolutely. No, that'd be super cool. And you're right. We don't know where media is going to take us. Uh, books might not be a thing. And everything might be digital. Yeah, printed book. Uh, yeah, that might all printed be Printed books. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very good point. All right. So let's get into some Shang-Chi talk. Um, All of us went to the theater to watch this movie because that was our only option. Uh, This was not a Disney Plus release, so you had to go to the theater. We already talked about that it did really well. 
So now we get to give you our impressions. Uh, I will start off with Adam. Can, can we just say uh, there are spoilers ahead? Yeah, of course. They're going to be spoilers. We're not going to do a full deep dive into the movie, but we are going to talk about maybe some of our favorite parts. Um, or we'll probably talk about the end credit scenes, right? There was two of them. Of course. You know, stuff like that. So uh, Adam gave it an 8.5. That's a pretty high grade. And uh, like I said, he liked it, thought it was awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know where that ranks on his full 24 movie spectrum, but it's probably pretty high up there. <laughs> well, well, he has like, a lot of eight and a half. Yeah. yeah. He, he has like a top and then a bottom three. Yeah, yeah. It's like three fourths are eight and a half. And then you have <laughs> the shitty ones that are like sevens. Uh, I'll go next. Um, yeah, I really like this movie. Um, it was, I mean, I knew it was going to be good uh, just from the buzz that I heard about it. And I really thought the trailers did an excellent job of portraying this character. I didn't think this movie was going to be as funny as it was. I laughed a lot during this movie, especially the karaoke stuff and Aquafina. I thought was great. Uh, her character was not annoying at all, which I was very surprised at. I thought she was very funny, very personable. Um, I loved learning about the Ten Rings. Um, we'll talk about kind of the because we 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 made a prediction last time that we figured who was going to be a special guest actor in this movie, right? Someone they I, I don't think there was any mystery in that. It wasn't a mystery, yeah, but we just we knew he was going to be in it, right? Um, you know, it's we'll, a we'll big talk coincidence they released that all hail the although King. yeah. He, he was in it a lot more than I thought he would be. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. <laughs> like the last third of the film. That he was, was like one of the main members of the cast. I yeah. would put him in the main members of the cast of that yeah. movie. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Um, He's probably just, like six billing. <laughs> sure. But the, 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 the fight scenes and the, and the choreography and the – oh, my gosh. It was awesome. Uh, I was highly impressed with the production values. The fight scenes were unreal. Loved, loved it all. Um, I liked learning about these characters that I don't know much about, um, which was which was wonderful. Um, I thought the story was obviously awesome. the the this this origin story is different than the comic books, obviously. Sure, sure. Yeah. But yeah, in this universe, it's it's a it's a origin story. Correct. And it just it it I had a smile on my face the whole time, and I I'm really really glad the movie did as well as it as it did because it deserved it. Um, every I loved every actor, every actress. I have very very few complaints. Um, so I'm gonna give it a eight point two five. For me, it slots in right around the Black Panther territory, uh, Guardians two, right right in between those two movies. So. It's good, man. It's it's great stuff. Please, everyone, go watch it. I'm sure everyone who listens to us already has. So, uh, Dwayne, what'd you think? I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I knew, like there's slow parts to this movie, but I knew going in, it's an origin story, so it's gonna have that. Like there has to be storytelling within it. But dude, like the action, and especially you know, I don't know if they learned from Daredevil, but like the close quarter 
like the bus and on the uh, scaffold. Oh man, that, Holy those crap. fight scenes were unfucking believable. Like the bus blew me away. Like I was not expecting as much from that scene as what we got. Like the shit he was doing, flipping around and running around, and I'm like it's practical this... shots too, for the most yeah. part. Yeah, I mean the yes. scaffolding stuff wasn't, but the right. bus stuff was. It was crazy, but I, I think they. This is, I think, this is one of the better origin stories too. Like, I sure. think they thought it out well. You know what I mean? Um, going into the mystical side of things is. This is where I, I mean. This is where I see the next phase going, right? Space and mystical and magical and. Yeah, I mean, Dwayne, they've they've gone back in time and uh, reverse history, and they are now in a multiverse scenario due to Loki. So, hundred percent, they can bring in mystical arts and magic and sorcery and well, all this and crap. What was the the town called? Uh, Talo. 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 Like that's. That's another little like dimensional pocket, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. like they're bringing, they're already bringing that shit into the the movie universe. So uh, I guess we're doing our ratings already. So <laughs> yeah, I just went ahead and said mine. Uh, I'm I'm right there, like eight point five, I think. Yeah. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> well, um, and, and you know. I think this being the first Marvel movie that we've seen in a while, that's to this level. It probably is. that doesn't suck. Yeah, yeah, it's raising the bar a little. I see. Yeah. I tried. I tried to not bring that into the picture because I was excited to see a good Marvel film on the screen again, a new character that I didn't know much about, and that while I'm, as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, man, this is really good. I tried not to let that, you know, uh, come into my score. So I really think that I, I could take the hype away from it and that my score is what the movies felt like to me. I think 8.25 was – it was good, man. I really liked it. I can't wait to watch it again. So, All right, Bernie. Um, this, this movie was like the anti-Black Widow. <laughs> sure. Black Widow had no heart to it. It was like generic, like they went into a computer and spit out an algorithm for a plot and used a director that fit that algorithm and they just like punched out a movie to get, you know, to get it over with. Yeah. This movie, you could feel the heart in the movie. You could feel the passion of the people who made the movie. Like, like it's like, it's just one of those things where you're watching and you're like, they, oh my God, they actually care about this character, this movie, these actors, like this community, like, like they're putting their soul into this movie and you could feel it. And fucking black widow. (laughs) (laughs) You can absolutely not feel that at any moment of that movie. Do you wish you'd given, you given black widow a two, like you were going to. (laughs) I don't know. I'm glad I will never have to watch that movie again. That's fair. Um, this, I was really worried about Aquafina in this movie. Yeah, me too. I, th- I thought we were going to get another Cat Dennings Thor situation. Even Thor, she's she's annoying but tamed. Thor too, she's an outright disaster for that movie. So I was like, oh god, we're going to get another one of those. She wasn't that at all. Mm-mm. 
she was the comic relief, but she wasn't like over, over the, top. the top. She yeah. wasn't fake. Like yeah. she wasn't like like pretending to be funny. You know what I mean? Like, um, she had a purpose in the movie. Yeah, even though it was kind of dumb, and she learned how to be an archer in <laughs> fifteen minutes, <laughs> real life. But yeah, uh, I mean, yes, yeah, that's fair. whatever. It's fine. That's fair. Yeah, but that gave her a purpose in the movie, and you know she's a big character where like she's like a one one a to his one you know what i mean like she's with him the whole time yeah one a is a little strong but like you know what i mean she's not just like a throwaway like tag along person like she's she's almost like a sidekick yeah like a side like a robin to his batman uh a little worse than robin but you know what i mean fight wise it it does fall into the usual marble um tropes we got a wall of exposition instead of the stealing <laughs> yeah. of exposition that we've seen on our movies literally they walk slowly past a wall as the walls tell us background story i was laughing so hard seeing yeah that. I, was like, I was too just i can hear just because in my head i hear bernie going oh there it is the wall is exposition <laughs> yeah they always do something like that it's so funny uh but you kind of need it in these origin stories yeah you know. it oh, there's two things you can do. You can have someone standing there like blabbing away the exposition, or you can show it visually. You're gonna <laughs> or, go visually, or you, the movie could have been a half hour longer, and we they could have done it at the Shown beginning. It, of yeah, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the third act is the same third act in almost all Marvel, almost all Marvel movies, to be honest. But at least um, origin ones, CGI army. Uh, that gets mass murdered and people feel cool about it because they're not humans, <laughs> they're demons or aliens or you know what I mean. Like, yep. How many times have you seen that third act in a Marvel movie? A million times. But yep. At this point, it is what it is. I don't care about that. Um, I have to I like- say though, the the monster fight I didn't like as much as the like the the actual fights. No, oh, you mean the, when they were fighting the, the dragon or whatever? Yeah, yeah the dragon thing. No, it was and the dragon thing like wasn't very long either. No. Like him killing that dragon once his dad died. Not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> like he took he took care of it pretty easily. It's um, true. Uh you you could tell um uh, a lot of the fight scenes, like the, the close quarters stuff was practical shots it wasn't cgi like bullshit there was some cgi stuff where i was like oh my god this looks like black panther level bad you know that scene at the end of black panther yeah the train stuff there was some stuff i was like oh my god this is it was like they made this first and then filmed the movie you know you know what i mean <laughs> but, um there was some of that but it wasn't that bad there i know in the trailer there's this scene where he's fighting someone close corner. Um, I think it right after he meets his sister and he kicks a knife out of a dude's hand and he catches it. Well, there's behind the scene footage where he had to do that like a hundred times till he finally caught it for the shot. (laughs) Oh, wow. So that that's all real. Um, and, and you can tell in the fight scenes that it's real. And then, you know, they have like the bus scene. All that's real until they cut the bus in half, and then Aquafina goes flying off the side and get back in to drive it, and all you know, yeah, all that stuff. But 
I'll take that any day. I'll take I'll take fifty percent real fight scenes, fifty percent CGI, than some of the shit that we we get with these movies. <laughs> That's just like garbage looking CGI. Uh, I'm not as high as you guys. I'm. I want to give it seven. I, I'll have to look at my rating because it's going to bother me if I s- score it below <laughs> a movie that I think is better than. But I'm going to say 7.75. I think it's around the category of it's definitely better than like Captain America First Avenger. Well, you gave Ant-Man an eight. Do you think this that Ant-Man's better than this movie? I had more fun watching Ant-Man than this movie. Okay. All right. Does that mean that this movie or Ant-Man's better than this movie? No, it's not. <laughs> I don't I think they're about the same, to be honest. I love Ant-Man. I I like that movie. I'm not like Skay. Uh I don't hate on that movie as much as he does, but I I like this movie better than Ant-Man. It's hard it's hard to compare them cuz they're two vastly different movies. This I would say is like I think it's better than Captain Marvel. I think it's better than Captain America. Like that level of origin story movies. Um, I don't think it's better than Black Panther, though. Uh, No, I have it below Black Panther. Yeah, I have it above Guardians 2, below Black Panther. Yeah, I think it's above Guardians 2. I don't think it's above Guardians 1. No, 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 no. You know, so, you know, that range where it's like better than most of the origin stories, but not as good as some of the top tier ones. Okay. That little, that little nestled right in that little pocket. All right. <laughs> I liked it better than Endgame, dude. And my, can, yeah, I have to say, like, <laughs> they they did a good job of uh, utilizing the martial arts, like like the kung fu movie. Like they did some crouching tiger stuff in the forest. They sure. did some actually. Sure. Jackie Chan shit on the scaffolding. They did mm-hmm. like they incorporated all the different types of kung fu movies you love into this, and it wasn't cheesy or bullshit. You know, what no, I mean? not at all. Actually, they even had yeah. the guy from Kung Fu Hustle in there. That's what I mean. Like that's what I mean when I say like you can feel the passion of the people making the movie. Like they did it right, you know, and they they know what's cheesy and stupid. Like we've all seen kung fu movies where it's like over the top CGI, like nonsense. Yeah, where it's, it's it's almost seems like it's like insulting to, to the, the the real old, martial arts. Yeah, the real martial arts stuff. This wasn't that at all. Uh, it was good. So let's talk about the main character of the movie, which is apparently uh, Ben Kingsley. <laughs> how? I mean, I mean, literally, how how long was he in this movie? Like forty minutes. At least, I mean, at least forty minutes. He yeah, was a got... major, major part of this film. Yeah, he's like fifth billing, I would think. Yeah. Um, we we kind of said last week that we figured when they released All Hail the King, All Hail to the King, whatever it was on Disney Plus, that they were kind of reminding you that Ben Kingsley's character in Iron Man 3 was playing like a fake version of Mandarin. And that perhaps he would, you know, pop up in uh Shang-Chi as maybe you know like a bonus easter egg or something You're like oh yeah i remember it wasn't him. it wasn't perhaps he was 1000% in this movie yeah, yeah. But, but his role in this but film but we all thought it was just going to be a quick like reference to iron man 3 yeah. and his mandarin see him, see him in a, a dungeon cell or something yeah <laughs> or like he's captured because you know he 
besmirched the name of the Mandarin and they wanted revenge or whatever. Dude, he was in this movie a lot. And uh, I I liked him. By the way, I, I kind of liked that they didn't, they weren't, he wasn't like, yeah, I don't care that he used the name Mandarin. That has nothing to do with me. It's the fact that he used the Ten Rings. That's what, <laughs> that's where I got angry. <laughs> like, if you just called like, himself the Mandarin, I would have never bothered with him. I like that he was also used for, like, uh, comic relief, but he wasn't like a clown either. You know what I mean? No. He was the like, same at the character. End of, he was literally the, Iron the Man same 3, character he was in Iron Man. But at Iron Man 3, he becomes, like, he's pretty clownish at points of that movie. You know what I mean? Well, he's just drunk. No, he totally <laughs> is. He started off as this really scary terrorist type of guy, and then, you know, Trevor, when, they, when the reveal is revealed, he's a drunk, womanizing, you know, uh, drug addict. I know, but I, at uh, at times I thought that it was too much. You know what I mean? Like they were too over the top with him. This movie, he was not like that at all. He was he brought the comedy when it needed it, and then he had serious parts too. And I thought yeah, he was I, great in it. I love the part when he was I laying agree. there, and I'm like, I know he's just pretending to be dead. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. little headless, whatever that fucking headless monster thing was. He's yeah. like, I'm pretending. <laughs> Pretend. <laughs> flips over. Now, my question is: Did Marvel have this planned since 2014 when they filmed All Hail the King? Well, I, or, I think they, or was this a response a to the backlash of the Mandarin from Iron Man three? Like, are they so smart that uh, they had this that they ate all that backlash and it was like, well, these idiots just don't know what we're doing yet? Or did they see the backlash and like, yeah, oh, we can retcon this later and make these guys look fucking stupid <laughs> for bitching about it? it? It's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Like, they, Truth I mean, the they, they had to have more plans for the Ten Rings, right? It's a big part of Marvel. Like, sure, you can't right. just make a joke out of the Ten Rings. So they definitely had a plan for the Ten Rings. Whether this was the plan, who knows? But, but they filmed that All Hail the King. Seven years ago. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. They were retconning the Ten Rings. I know, but what what year did Iron Man 3 come out? That had to have been like 2013. Yeah, Iron Man. Yeah, it was. Iron Man 3. This came out in 2014. Yes. So to film this a year later, maybe not even a full year, maybe it was six months, you know, whenever the time, whatever the timing was. Because Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie. So it could have been a couple months later. They had this lined up. Maybe maybe this was the plan the whole time. And they were just like, ah, just let the fucking baby nerds, nerds cry on the internet. Like, who cares? Let them, let them cry for seven years <laughs> until we finally show them our true, uh, uh, our true no, but, but story. I, di- I didn't know about this short, but if, if you watch this short, right, you obviously, you're like, oh, well, they have more plans for the Ten Rings than just in the Mandarin than what we saw. But it could have been a response, too, because... Yeah, that could have been a response to the backlash. They quickly filmed that 15-minute long thing. That's fair. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. We're not even talking about how Abomination is like Wong's pet now. Oh, my gosh. That (laughs) was awesome. (laughs) 
I, I didn't see it, but I heard on another podcast, they said when he goes through the portal, though, he's going into the jail, back to the jail. Yeah, he's like a pet mm-hmm. <laughs> for Wong. Well, I think he's a student. Because the way he was talking to him, he's like, uh, um, it sounded know, like he's giving him fighting tips. Yeah, I guess. Dude, Wong had a huge role in this movie. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I would say if it was huge, but he was in it longer than I thought he would be. <laughs> I didn't even know he was in it. Dude, so. Wong is uh, in the Spider-Man trailer for quite a bit. He's going to be a big uh, character in Doctor Strange 2. I think every, I think because people liked him in Doctor Strange, they're like, oh, let's give him more. <laughs> be the background guy. A couple funny lines here and there. So you guys want to talk about the end credit scene? Or which one? The mid or the, the mid, end? The mid credit scene. Does anybody feel like they should have been reversed? Uh yes, yes I do. <laughs> yeah. You show But then you wouldn't have st- you wouldn't have stayed. No, I would have right? stayed. No, everyone stays. I mean the, the end end one's usually the big one. Yeah. I know, but if you see, if you see the big one and then you're like, Oh, I bet the next one's even better, can't wait to stay through it. And then if it was reversed and they had the shitty one first, you're like, oh, I'm just going to leave. No, I wouldn't. Nobody leaves Man, before the end credits. Way. Come on, it's Marvel. Yeah, so basically the Ten <laughs> even, Rings... Even Endgame, I still, even though I've seen it before, I still fast forward to make sure there was no end credits. I always Google it going into the movie to see how many there are. <laughs> yeah, so the, the Ten Rings are being analyzed by... Um, Bruce Banner, who is no longer the Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. He's no longer like I told Christ. Yeah, Christ. But he did have the sling. Yeah, his arm is still completely jacked up from the snap. And uh, you know, I thought that was cool. But I was talking to Kevin about that, my brother on the way home. I'm like, dude, you notice that he's not smart Hulk anymore. He's like, Oh shit, you're right. It was a big thing in Endgame is that Bruce Banner found a way to uh, harmonize Hulk with Banner. And so he had the appearance of Hulk, but he had the intelligence of Banner. And that is completely gone. Hated and, it. So yeah. glad. Why did so you hate it? I liked it. Because they made the Hulk a clown. He was a fucking clown in Endgame. Yeah, so they've... they've the second smartest that. man in that universe is like, can't count down seven seconds. He's constantly fucking stuff up. And he's just cracking jokes. Like, he was a fucking clown. I hated it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, p- perhaps Marvel felt your sentiment and said, let's go ahead and just give the audience a little sneak preview of what we got planned. And Banner's or, back. Or... Yeah. Or he's a... He's a multiverse Hulk. This is a multiverse Hulk because also Captain uh, Marvel had long hair. Had long hair, yeah. So if if Hulk's arm we is still... the timeline though, right? Yeah, but How if Hulk's arm is still in a sling, I think but, they're trying to tell the you audience. Don't know that's from Endgame. Of... What else would it be from? <laughs> I don't know why. What? What do you mean? What else? What, Someone's arm could be in a sling for fucking uh, not the fucking Hulk. Reasons. It was Bruce Banner's arm was in a sling. I know Hulk has Hulk healing arm. factor. I mean, I think he could have were... slept in a tub somewhere. 
I mean, yeah, I think they were trying to show that this is still around the end game timeline and that uh, Banner being in a sling is that he's still trying to repair, you know, the damage that he did to himself. Right. And then, the, yeah, Captain Marvel's hair grew out of nowhere. Like she had yeah, a super short haircut and now it's I long. don't equate the sling to be an end game. I didn't think that when For I saw sure. it. For sure. I did. I don't know how you can't. How can you not equate that to Endgame? He had he was wearing it the last like thirty minutes of the movie. Because how long you're is gonna the see bone broken. Like you're gonna see six months to a year, maybe. His arm wasn't broken. It was just it was steaming hot from the from him. Yeah, it, I don't think it was broken. I think it was just like uh, you're gonna see an end credit scene damage. in uh, Eternals that he goes to punch a wall and <laughs> he turns into Bruce instead of the Hulk as he's going to punch it. <laughs> And he throws his shoulder. Uh, I disagree with that because he fell out of the fucking sky in Thor Ragnarok and hit the ground and still turned into the Bruce. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, so I, I don't no know. Argument against that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I like that. Um, uh, I, like I said, I like that you brought in two known characters in the Marvel universe. And that they were helping, you know, Shang Chi analyze these rings. It shows that he could be an Avenger one day, um, and that there's a future for him. Uh, hopefully, in a team-up movie, yada yada yada. And, and of Katie. course, and K- yeah, and of course, she was right there too. Yeah, they, and he said, "We need both of you." Yes, which probably means uh, Doctor Strange did one of his. <laughs> Yeah. See, see, four million or fourteen million or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. So basically, I like how they have Captain Marvel fuck off at the end of it to go on some other mission. That's all her character does. Is yeah. Oh shit, she's too powerful to be involved in these movies. Uh, let's have her go fuck off and investigate volcanoes somewhere on another planet. <laughs> well, I mean, even Bruce Banner says he goes. She does that all the time. Yeah, they even made fun of it. We need her to do that all the time. Yeah. She's too strong. So, uh, Captain Marvel, go fuck off somewhere. Okay, I gotta go. Bye. Whee! Yeah, so Wong has, you know, a, a very heart-to-heart speech. Uh, but can we, can we talk about when they analyze the ring, it says, they say it's a beacon. It's calling something. The Eternals. Maybe. I think it's calling them. The way that the luminescence kind of shines off of these rings, it's very in the essence of those weapons that they're using in all those Eternal trailers. In the Eternals uh, trailer, they said, you know, it was the power of the snap that kind of woke them to like, hey, we need to change some things. Dude, the the way that those rings kind of glow and illuminate, it's it looks exactly like the weapons that the Eternals are using. It's just very I similar. That's one Eternal. I didn't think Eternal when I saw it. I thought I thought maybe it was Future Tech that Kang brought back as a time traveler. But uh, I don't I know if Kang's a time of... traveler in this universe. I think I didn't even a... I didn't even think of Kang. Is he a time traveler in this universe, or is he just a variant? I have know. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea why. It's probably we don't even know. celestial. Like Dwayne saying, it's probably yeah, celestial. I think it's celestial. We don't even and, know why hey, Hulk is is not Hulk. Rami, we don't even know why he's not Hulk. Rami, what if it's the, calling the brick wall? What if it's calling Silver Surfer? Oh come no. on! No. Nope. 
Come on, man. I don't even know where you. Wh- why are you getting Silver Surfer out of that? Because uh, Galactus puts out these beacons that finds worlds that he can eat, and then so Silver Surfer shows up. Beacon? Yeah. No, there's no fucking mm-hmm. way. No way. <laughs> I think they just bought Fox. They had this fucking <laughs> seven years worth well, of all next... hail the king Ben Kinsley stuff. And you're what's now telling me that they daddy, added man? they added Silver Surfer within the no. last like six months. No way. No. I I think that they're they're teasing the audience with a bunch of miscues. Uh, where's Mark Hall? I'm He's just... gone. Captain yes, Marvel's I'm, that's hair. That's why I'm having fun long. with it. Yeah, here's this. Here's these rings with this beacon. Kind of looks like the eternal weapons. Maybe there's something there. They always, they always, you know, uh, put us. Why? In why do you keep direction. saying it looks like the eternal weapons? One person does. had the yellow. Angelina Jolie had her little bow and arrow. That's it. No, it was like it. that sword that she had. But a lot of them were using a luminescent, yellow, orangish sort of imagery. So I just, I don't know. I that I just was. I thought that they were trying to. Uh, bridge to the next movie to show a relationship with the Eternals. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We were watching um, the pitch meeting for Shang-Chi before you came on, Rami. Okay. You made a very interesting point. How many underground organizations that control the world are there in the MCU? (laughs) 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 There's so many of them. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) <laughs> so this is just another one and well, i'm sure we, there's more <laughs> like at yeah. some point you gotta yeah, yeah. branch off from that Hydra, aim shield <laughs> 10 rings yeah and we saw at the uh what was credit. the russian one right <laughs> yeah the russian one yeah we saw at oh, the end God. at the uh end credit scene that uh they have a new leader i guess from what i saw from that that's not i think that's a mystery too if they do Daredevil, you have the hand in that underground. Oh my god! Too. Jeez, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I thought that uh, both scenes were fine. I love the mid credit scene more, of course, because there's so many questions to be answered. We didn't even talk about the other one. No, we did. I said at the end, you have a new leader of the Ten Rings. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, sister. I, well, she's definitely the leader of the Ten Rings, but and, it's not. And there were women training with right. the men. Yes, which, yes, there were. You, they the pitch meeting also made a good point of um, the dad like tortured and abused Shang Chi to, to make him a him better fighter. Fighter, but then she was sad because she didn't get to train with the boys and be tortured and abused. Yeah. <laughs> so like you're supposed to feel sorry for her for not being abused. It was like really weird. Yeah, it was like he was like. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what to feel about this. Like, am I supposed to feel sorry for her for not being abused and beaten and tortured? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it was, dude. Like I said, it was uh, it was it was it was well deserved. The success of this film, I'm I'm so glad it made the money that it did. Um, we're, we were, we talking before the podcast started that we're not sure how the China release is going to work. Um, it seems like they're not going to release it in the theaters and that would have been what an extra $2 billion probably. No, 200 million, 200, but for the, just the, but overall 
You think the entire run in China would have been only two hundred million dollars? Two three hundred. Two billion? Bro, Endgame made two point seven eight billion its total run. <laughs> I know, but Bernie, I think that this movie has the potential to be on that level. Uh, two three hundred million in China is a lot of money. That's one country <laughs> one country's <laughs> run. Okay. I, I can see this being a billion plus franchise. It would have been a billion. Yeah, worldwide. Movie. Yeah, so I'm worldwide, talking about worldwide, yeah. If it had the it chance have. to be released in those markets. Post or pre pandemic, this movie probably would have opened I would think around one fifty domestic. Sure. sure. And overseas. I yeah, it would it would have been a billion dollars. All right. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, but like I said, um, I think they're happy with these numbers, and uh, they won't yeah. lose money on it. No, no, not at all. All they right, just won't make fat bonuses either. Correct. All right, Dwayne. Uh, we By are. The way, two- do, do you guys? You guys know the main actor? Have you seen him in other stuff? The guy that plays Shang Chi. Shang Chi. I just know he's in a comedy show. Uh, yeah. Kim's Convenience. Yeah. You should watch it. It's fucking hilarious. Is it? Uh, yeah. I've never seen it. What's it on? It's on Netflix. Oh. They have four okay. seasons, I think. It's a Netflix show or Netflix? It's, no, it's a up. Canadian show, but Netflix carries oh, okay. the mm. seasons. Okay. And actually, the guy that plays the dad who was in uh, Mandalorian, he was the Asian um, rebel pilot that came to try to recruit Kara. He plays the dad, but he just won some like Canadian, you know, actors awards for for that show. So good show. Just FYI. Really funny. I'll watch it. Sure. All right. Uh Dwayne, you got a top three for us? I do. I think we have a special a special top three this week. Yep. Uh Chloe gave me one because we couldn't find any. By the way, uh, you said you're going to get all the omnibuses. Are you going to get the uh, brute force uh, omnibus? Is that real? <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that. <laughs> it's from like the '80s. They were trying when they were trying to like make new teams. No, I know. There's a whole documentary on uh, Disney Plus about um, Paul Shear from How Did This Get Made? Yeah, that his name Paul Shear, whatever. That was the, that was one of the. The things he's he wanted to make a movie of. Yeah, yeah. He goes to Marvel <laughs> and he pitches Brute Force uh, movie, <laughs> and he has the old art. He interviews the old artist from the original comic. It's really funny. Yeah, it is. It's pretty interesting. All right, top three collectibles you regret buying. Oh my god. <laughs> What a great question. I don't even know if I have an answer. Wow. I don't even I I don't I'm not allowed to have collectibles. <laughs> Anything I buy has a, serves a purpose, you know what I mean? Like I got to convince myself and the wife that it's needed. So I don't there's nothing like I don't just buy stuff on a whim and hang it in the house that would not would not fly. You, you never did levels. your whole life. You just like I. I guarantee you, there's some shit I bought in the '90s that. But as like a, I didn't buy stuff 
as a kid like as collectible. You know what I mean? Like, well, the ni- I wasn't a kid in the nineties. No. <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne. I was seven. I was but, a young uh, adult. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I didn't start buying stuff to collect until you know, mid twenties, probably. And at that point, like I was buying stuff, you know, that I wouldn't regret. Top three collectibles I regret. <laughs> I don't know okay. if I can answer it, honestly. Uh, okay, I, I know one of them. Uh, for a while, uh, back in, you know, two, this is why I hate this company so much. I think uh, most of my friends know I hate Mondo. Um, they are the worst. They release these limited edition posters that uh, you can never purchase. And, um, you know, there's a hundred in a set. They sell out in four seconds and then they they sell on ebay for seven times the price uh, but for a while i was trying to collect all the marvel superhero ones and um i did actually collect a couple of them but i paid aftermarket prices but i purchased too many and i can't hang them on my wall because i have no wall space <laughs> so one of the purchases i regret is actually going to the aftermarket mondo um, you know, superhero poster prices, buying the print, not being able to frame it because I have nowhere to hang it. So um, that would be one of them for sure. Uh, I'm just going to go Funko in general. Fun- my Funko. Funko. Box. Yeah, that's that's fine. Because I don't really like Funko, but yeah. I just started buying all the Thanos ones. But I don't regret it. But if I had to pick something to get rid of, it'd probably be that. Okay. Um, gosh, what's another one, man? What a this is such a great question because, yeah, I don't I don't have many regrets. Like most of the things I purchased, I like displaying. I have a memory from it. See, um, I, uh, I bought uh, like, it for a reason. Yeah, but that for me, Tron legacy I, poster. I got <laughs> that. I got that for free. Yeah, I didn't buy that. Still number two. No, that thing's cool. Are you crazy? I love that poster. Regret. No, like in the '90s when I was I was in the collecting craze with everybody else, so I was just like, "Shit, what the hell?" That Marvel made these like they were almost like Mago figures. Yes, you remember those? I do. They're like doll like figures, and they came in this black case that yes. opened up, and you could see them. And I bought I bought them. I didn't I didn't even like them, but like I was like, "Oh well." <laughs> These are collectible. It says right on the front. <laughs> I, oh. I I know another one. I I regret buying uh, because this was in 1999 when Star Wars Episode One came out, and I was in college, and I was really bro- I was really broke. Um, I spent an entire two paychecks on Star Wars Episode One figures, <laughs> where if you just waited a few weeks, they were three for $10 at KB toys. Yeah. And I purchased them at full nine 99 value. So my second one would be star Wars episode one figures when they were first. Released. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Those were such a waste of money. I was like, Oh, this figure boss Nass, he looks really cool. Then I went and saw the movie. I'm like, what a stupid character. Why did I buy this? It is, it, it is crazy that those figures we bought before we saw the movie. Yeah, it was so new. 
<laughs> yeah, you saw young Obi Wan and Qui Gon and Darth Maul and Anakin. Hey, and Darth Maul's like, oh, oh, he's great. But you like you purchased them all. I'm like, I'm getting them all. I got Captain Tarples and Jar Jar, Jar, Jar. <laughs> and oh my god, what a terrible purchase. Uh, those those were all bad. I mean, if we go in that route, I mean, the power of the force stuff. Sure. Like, I, yeah. Sure. I bought it because it was new Star Wars, but it looked like shit. So, yeah, I Luke, I think Luke I sold all mine. <laughs> no, Luke was way too buff and all that stuff. It was horrible. Yeah, those are the two that come to mind: Star Wars Episode One and too many Mondo posters that are still stuck in their tubes that I can't display. Bernie said he doesn't have any regrets, and uh, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't have a, a lot of collectible stuff. I know, but like, like nowadays, I, I don't buy anything. Come on, Rami, you have to have some Marvel Legends lines that you regret buying, and you bought it just to build the build. The yeah. Uh, okay, that's a great that that'll be my <laughs> that'll be my last one. When when Toy Biz stopped making the Marvel Legends and it went to Hasbro. Uh, right afterwards those marvel legends figures were terrible they were awful quality really really uh poor worksmanship but i was buying them just because i wanted to make the build a figure and the build a figure was like annihilus and the blob and all these <laughs> awful characters Ooh, the and, blob sounds cool <laughs> nah but the but the, you when you the awful built character him, the blob's awesome but when you built him it was it was awful he was so small uh yeah so yeah you're right there was a there was a, a really weird transition period when Toy Biz left the market for Marvel Legends sold Not it only that but like now buying lines like you don't want all the fucking characters no but I purchased them anyway figure. but he does anyways yeah I I I don't I, wanted, I just buy the figures I want I wanted to build Sasquatch <laughs> and I had to I had to uh I had to build uh From Alpha figures. Flight yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I didn't know they had him. Yeah, they have Sasquatch. He's a Build-A-Figure, though. Yeah. But oh, I had to buy figures like Arcade. And Arcade's awesome! The Hood. I don't I don't know much about these characters, so I don't... I mean, Arcade? Arcade's, the, Arcade's See, awesome. See, I like the Hood I mean, he's, because he's right I, here. I remember that storyline. Yeah, show me Arcade. Oh, my God, I love Arcade. You want to see Arcade? He's in every yes. Walmart right now. You can go buy him. I don't want him. Enough. See, that's why. Like, I don't do. Like, this is not what I do. I don't buy shit. <laughs> I buy shit that I like absolutely want, hundred percent. Oh my god, that's so awesome! Yeah, there he is. How do you not like arcade? I don't know much about him. That's the, I'm playing ignorance. Like, I don't. He I captures. Read... He captures the X Men and he puts them in like this death funhouse, and they have to like play games to get to survive. But Birdie, my favorite figure from that wave. I saw that at the toy. Yeah. I, saw, I went to a to collectible toy store and saw that. Dude, he's holding a spine with a skull. Yeah, look at this white Dr. and silver Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom for sick. those who sick. Dude, you need to read some arcade stories. He's he's pretty cool. Man, he seems like he sucks. And by cool, it means it's pretty silly. <laughs> but I mean, there were some really great figures in that wave that made me build Sasquatch. Like, here's my, you know, here's my aim figure. Like, this guy's pretty cool. He even has like a data pad that he's Where's reading. Where's Sasquatch? Show me him. Oh, he's right over here. Oh, I think he's in the other room. Dang it. Uh, I'll take you. I'll take a photo later. Mm. 
fuck. He put the oh, cool yeah. one in the other room. Yeah, he's in the build. A, he's in my build a figure closet. Like I don't keep him back. Are here. there any uh any other Alpha Flight guys? Uh, no. Actually, didn't didn't they do a build a figure for the little dude who's the oh the shit short guy? Which short guy? From Alpha Flight. You mean a uh, puck? Yeah, didn't they do a build a figure for him? Yeah, I have him. <laughs> Of course, you of, course, do. of course I do. Take yeah. take picture of that too. They didn't do the leader of Alpha Flight. What the shit? Why am I blanking on his name? No, they did an Alpha Flight line. Like, oh, he like just no, have... no, no, oh, they, they did. did a line. Yeah, they did. And Puck, Omega... Puck was the uh, Puck was the builder figure. figure. Yeah, I'll I'll send you photos. I got Sasquatch. I'll send you photos of Puck. Um, the I have all twins. that stuff in the other room. Yeah. What What's the leader's name? Why am I blanking on his name? Omega Supreme. Is that his name? Isn't that his name? No, I don't think it's his name. It's not his name? No, I'm talking about the guy that looks like he's Captain America, but with a maple leaf on his chest. Uh, I thought it was Omega Supreme. Okay, I guess I'm wrong. I don't know much about Alpha Flight, so I have no clue. I just know them from the Claremont X-Men. I didn't they know hunt you were down. They hunt down Wolverine in a bunch of issues. I didn't yeah. know you were going to be such an arcade fan, dude. He's he's really <laughs> he's it's so in, the stories are so insane. I mean, I guess I guess it's just because I just don't know the character. That's my problem. It's just like you know you've seen movies and stuff where the the bad guy captures him and he puts him in like not like an arcade but like a fun house of you know horrors and stuff. It's like that. It's fun. <laughs> it's a fun bad guy. All right, I I came up with another uh, collectible regret. Go ahead. All my DVDs. Oh, you're a hater. <laughs> I regret none of those. Vindicator, that's his name. Yeah, that's the leader of Alpha Flight. Yeah, yeah. Vindicator. Okay. All right. Well. Uh... Sorry, we can't show you any of the visuals of what we're talking about. Uh, maybe we'll post some photos on our Facebook page. I'll yeah, take some that photos guy. of Sasquatch yeah. and stuff and send them to y'all. Oh, that's Vin- I. I thought his name was Omega Supreme. I had no idea that guy's no, name. No, that's was a Vindicator. Transformer. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, I, I it sounds know. like a Transformer. I don't know. Uh, All right, I guys. Am Omega Supreme. Well, as always, thank you for listening to Three Beers and a Mic. Uh, please follow us on Facebook, Three Beers and a Mic. Uh, Instagram, Three Beers and a Mic. Twitter, Three Beers and a Mic. And uh, also, Cross the Streams Media, please. Uh, dot com. Dot com, absolutely. <laughs> and again, go listen to a podcast that maybe you didn't think that you would like. There's so many options there to choose from. We're partnering with a whole bunch of really cool people. Like and Burn Appetit, season like two Appetite. coming soon. Oh, I can't Ish. wait. Can't Soon-ish. wait. I'm going on vacation, and then shortly after, I come back from vacation. That's awesome. I Early October, maybe. I can't wait to see what restaurants and fast food chains you guys choose. I hope one of them's Olive Garden. I, we don't get to choose. The guest gets to choose. So. I pray to God one of them's Olive Garden. <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> 
I think I still have a gift card somewhere for all of y'all. I'll so take I the, hope so. I'll take the tour <laughs> to Italy and a pasta fajoule. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.